Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm your host, Sammy Womack, a nationally recognized money expert, budgeting coach, and your very own hype squad. I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Just a reminder that everything discussed in today's episode will be linked in the episode show notes. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at a sunny side up life. And if you're ready to take control of your money and need guided instructions, check out my free budgeting challenge by going to a sunny side up Now let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, we are back with a new season here of the podcast. I am so excited to jump back into recording and get to share with you guys. I have a lot of great interviews coming up this season. Most of them I actually have already recorded at the time of recording this episode. So I already know who some of our guests are going to be and what we're going to talk about. And you guys are going to love them. I can't wait for you guys to hear all of them. But today it's just me. So we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what I've been up to the past couple of months. I initially took a break from the podcast basically for Christmas, the holiday season, all of that, and started back to school in January. So I am in class right now to become a CFP, which stands for a Certified Financial Planner. I've been doing that since January. And it has been pretty time-consuming. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I wanted to make sure to say at the very beginning, make sure to stick around till the end of the episode because I am going to be giving you guys some free, tangible steps to take. Maybe if you're not in a place right now to hire a CFP or a budgeting coach or any other financial expert Or maybe you've been wanting to sign up for my one-on-one coaching and it just will not fit in the budget right now. Totally understandable. I talk to people all the time. They're like, I would love to work with you, but the money's not really there right now. It's not about like if I want to or not. It's not not about could I find the money? It's the money physically is not there. And I totally get that. And I totally used to be in that exact same place. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to be sharing some free tangible steps that you could start on your budgeting journey right now, today, even while you listen to this episode. So stick around for those. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what I've been doing to become a CFP. It is a nine-month course. It's pretty intense. And then there is a follow-up few months of actually studying for taking the actual exam itself. So you go through like a school and it's very much like an online college kind of situation. We do the classes on Zoom. Luckily, I can watch the replays because I've kind of figured out over the past few weeks that that's kind of what works best for me is to be able to watch the replay, pause when I need to pause, you know, go back and listen to a slide more than once if I need to, which <laughs> has happened a lot as I've been going through investing in insurance. They have both been pretty tough. Um, So I've kind of figured out that that has been a really good approach for me. I was at first trying to listen to the classes live on Tuesday and Thursday nights, but the classes are two and a half hours twice a week. So you can imagine that really um, does not work very well for my schedule. I don't get two and a half hours uninterrupted from my kids. So by listening to the replays, I'm able to, for one, listen in the mornings when they're still asleep and listen on the weekends, maybe when I have a little bit more time. So Sundays have pretty much been full study days for me. Anyway, I'm I'm figuring it out as I'm kind of getting settled. And the class that I'm taking is hosted through Dalton. It's an education company. There are a lot of different companies that teach the CFP course. So the CFP course itself, the CFP certification, I should say, is actually given through a board, much like if you were to become, you know, a public accountant, or um, for example, some of you might know that I used to be an auctioneer, same kind of thing through that, like you have a license, but you have to go somewhere to take the class and then go and test. I think like insurance agents are pretty similar. So it's if you've ever experienced any of that kind of stuff, 
kind of that same mindset. So you're taking this course for nine months, and then you go and actually sit for the exam. So Dalton is not the only place that teaches this. That was a big part of my decision making was, well, which place do I go through? I did a lot of pros and cons. I did a lot of cost comparison, a lot of, you know, do they guarantee like what's their pass rate? Um, Dalton is they guarantee you to pass basically, which means that you have access to all the course content until you pass. Their pass rate is very high. They send you the textbooks and they are ginormous books. You guys like 700, 900 pages, multiple books. And you're talking about going through some of these books. Um, Some of them are like three weeks. Some of them are six weeks. You're flying through this material. It is a lot more intense than I originally thought it would be when I decided that this was the path for me. <laughs> but here we are. I'm 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 signed up. I'm this far into it and we're not turning back now. So as far as the cost goes, you guys know I love to be transparent about money, right? I don't know if you knew that about me. Uh so this course is costing me a little over $8100. It's $8171 to be exact. Yes. Luckily there is a payment plan. Um it doesn't divide up exactly right, but most of the payments they're like 1300 and then I think there there was one payment at the beginning that was more something like that. They're like 13 1400 payments every few weeks. So it's been pretty intense, super fun to pay for. It's a really big commitment, but you get what you pay for. You know, that's just how education is. Another great thing that I really like about this is you do actually end up with a course completion, like certification from an actual university and you get to pick which one it comes through. So it's like hosted through universities. And mine is actually going to be through the University of Texas, which is really great. So I'm very excited about that. So as far as what we're actually learning, so we are, the very first section was fundamentals. So that was really the basics. It was like, hey, you need a budget. Hey, you know, your clients need to have an emergency fund. Hey, you need to, you know, like all the very, very basics. But it was also like the pros and cons of hiring a CFP. Um, It was about the ethics. There's a whole ethics section that you have to do. It's about how to set up your contracts. Um, It's about the just all the laws that you're held under and when you actually become a CFP. So that was all really interesting. Um, A lot of stuff that I didn't know. We also kind of learned about like the different steps of the financial planning process, which is that was none of that was really new to me. That was basically what I do already with my coaching clients, which we're going to talk about that in a minute too, is like, what's the difference? That's the biggest question I've been getting. Okay, well, how is this any different than what you've already been doing? We'll talk about that in a minute. I've also been learning a lot about insurance. We did an entire course on insurance. That, that book was like, I think 900 pages. It was very thorough, very intense. A lot of it was very morbid. <laughs> um, it's not all about life insurance, but... There also is like long-term care insurance, there's disability insurance, there's, you know, even home insurance and auto insurance. That gets a little morbid too, actually. And it's all just very, uh, there's not fear-based for lack of a better word. It's just a lot. It was very heavy for me. And, um, you know, I'm just a little empath and uh, it just made me worry about people. Then I was like, am I fully, am I insured enough? Are my loved ones insured enough? Are my clients insured enough? Like I just kind of started worrying about everybody all at once doing insurance. So that was super fun. Right now I am in the investing course, which is pretty intense. I mean, I feel like I obviously know more than the average person about investing, but I'm like, man, this course is thorough. So I'm going to be able to share all kinds of nuggets with you guys as we go. So look forward to that. But it is the amount of thoroughness, I guess the best way to explain it. One of my teachers said, we don't expect you to be an expert in every single topic, but you have to know a good bit. You have to be able to explain things to your clients when they bring you a contract and they're like, hey, should I sign this contract or should I sign up for this kind of insurance? Is this a good deal? Is this person telling me the truth? 
Are they telling me everything I need to know? And you need to be able to read that contract, be able to look at that insurance policy and understand it. (laughs) So like, wow, that's a little bit more intense than I expected, but also very interesting. And honestly, I mean, who wouldn't want to know more about a job that they already love and be able to serve their clients even better. So that's really the main goal. I also have statistics coming up, um, taxes, retirement, estate planning. I have a lot, lot more to learn. I just started investing. So there's a lot more to go, you guys. And I've been trying to share more on my Instagram as I'm learning, just more about, you know, we learned about credit scores. And there was a couple of little nuggets of information that I didn't know about credit scores, for example. And so I was like, hey, let's do a post on Instagram. Let's share more about this with you guys. So we're kind of learning this together. So pretty fun. It kind of reminds me of the early days of when I started doing my budget, just regular basic budgeting. And that's kind of how my Instagram started was I'm just going to share as I learn. I'm going to, I had this aha moment. I'm going to share with you guys. And that's kind of how my Instagram started. So you guys are getting to kind of go through this whole schooling process with me as I have these aha moments, as I understand, you know, investing a little bit more insurance, a little bit more, and I can pass that along to you guys. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, If I have seemed, you know, maybe I'm not on stories as much or, you know, (laughs) I take a really long break with the podcast. That's why that's where I've been. So everyone in my personal life is like, hello, where are you? I haven't heard from you. Yep. That's where I am. I am studying or I am asleep preparing to study more. That's pretty much my life right now. So super fun. I also have not taken on as many coaching clients. At one point I was up to, I don't know, like 22. I I tried to stay between like 20 and 25. 25, I was like, no, absolutely not. Complete max. So I was staying like in the mid 20s with clients. And now I think I have like 13 active clients. <laughs> so I've cut back on a lot of other stuff to be able to take this on. So it's been pretty fun. But I wanted to kind of talk about some of the questions I've gotten. One of them was, how is this different than what you're already doing? How is this different than other type of financial expert certifications that we see? So there are a lot of different ones. You know, this is not a CPA, which is, you know, a public accountant. That's not the same thing, obviously. The one that I think people get it the most confused with is the CFA, the financial advisor, How is a financial planner different than a financial advisor? I'm also going to include in the show notes, just if you're curious, or maybe if you're considering a career in one of these different certifications, I'm going to share some links that will kind of share the differences with you guys, just if you're curious. So a financial advisor basically just looks at your investment goals, your portfolio, your wealth building, things like that. So these are the folks that maybe you'll sit down with like at Edward Jones or at like Fidelity or different places like that. Most of the time, they're just going to help you with advising. So a financial planner, which is what I'm doing, they take into consideration the whole of your financial life. So it Really, like I was saying with the different topics, it envelops all of those topics. And then they develop plans and strategies to help you with your short-term and long-term goals, such as like paying off debt, setting up a budget, you know, savings, and also kind of being that go-between person for insurance, estate planning, all of that kind of stuff. So where an advisor really is just helping you mostly with your investments themselves. So a financial planner is much more of an overview, hey, you know, I'm on your team, good person to have, you know, in your back pocket. So why am I getting this certification? How is it different than what I'm already doing? That's the biggest question I've got. Like, you've been doing this for so long. Like, why? Why now? Why do this? So the biggest reason really for me to start with was... I really just wanted to take my business to the next level. Um, You know, kind of in my personal life, it it just really felt like the right time for one. My kids are getting bigger. They're much more independent. They're great to, you know, 
be independent for an hour or so, so I can be on calls more. That's been going really great. So I'm like, all right, let's ease into them having, you know, more and more independence. Obviously I can't get through a two and a half hour class (laughs) quite yet, but I can do like one, one to two hours. Two hours is like the max until somebody needs me for something. So I was like, okay, my kids are getting bigger. This is kind of a next level time. I have a lot more free time there because they're a lot more independent now. Also just wanting to take my business to that next level in the sense of, hey, let's grow. Um, A lot of you guys know that our goal is for my husband to retire at 50, but also the sooner the better. So if my income could replace his income, he would retire as soon as that was possible, which, you know, we're not anywhere close to that quite yet. But hey, you know, that's our goal. He would love to be the stay-at-home parent. I would love to be the full-time breadwinning parent. And so the quicker we can make that transition for us, the better. So, hey, let's grow the business in any way that we can. I also, at the end of last year, LLC'd my business. So getting an LLC was really exciting for me. It was also taking it to the next level. It was also, I think, putting um, kind of that, that space between my business and my personal, like by LLC in the business. And also it's a little intimidating giving people financial advice and thinking like, well, you know, what if I make this person mad and they like sue me or (laughs) something? So we need to take those precautions with the LLC. And this, the um, CFP, the certification will help a little bit in that way too. also just kind of certify me, holding me to a standard of ethics, all that kind of stuff. You also have to do 30 hours every two years of continuing education. So I feel like that holds me to a higher standard, which also brings in more clients, brings in more serious clients and more ideal clients and things like that. So I'm very excited about just kind of making the business more legit for lack of a better term. (laughs) Just very excited. So the thing with coaching is there's no restrictions on me calling myself a coach, but there's also no restrictions on anyone else calling themselves a coach. And I feel like as social media has grown, the term coach is not taken as seriously as it was, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago. I think influencer marketing has grown. MLMs have grown. You know, we've seen a lot of like, I think we've seen it more in the health and fitness, but also like life coaches and business coaches and money coaches and all that stuff. Everybody's a coach, not really, but it feels like there's a lot of different coaches out there. And so my thought was, how can I stand out? How can I show people that I'm that I'm serious, that I know what I'm talking about, you know, that I have credentials, all this kind of stuff. This is it. So it's attaining that accreditation um, to just kind of back up the fact that, hey, I am educated. Hey, I do have that experience. Hey, I do have that knowledge. I'm someone you can trust, all that stuff. So some of the requirements to um, actually become a CFP, you have to have a bachelor's degree or higher, which I do. Yay, it comes in handy. You also have to have three years of full-time personal finance planning experience. And that obviously I do. Uh, This summer, it will be the three-year mark that I have been doing one-on-one coaching. So I've got those hours in the bag. And you also have to have someone that is certified higher than you, equal or higher than you vouch for you, like another CFP or a CFA or in my case, my sister is a, is a CPA, so she can be the one that vouches for me that says, yes, her experience is legit and like sign off on it. So that was kind of handy. Shout out Danny to for being a CPA. I was like, yes, this your um, career came in handy for both of us. That's amazing. Like I said, the, there's a code of ethics. Um, I already use contracts, but there's much more detail of the contracts, which is great. So Also, side note, if you've ever considered working with me, we do have a contract. It is a legitimate like agreement, all this stuff. So that just that puts a lot of people's mind at ease, I think. Plus, when I'm learning in more detail on topics, I can share more with you guys. So I'm learning a lot more about insurance. You know, I'm I'm not I'm still not (laughs) going to be an insurance expert, 
but I've learned a lot more that I could pass on to you guys. So in the past, clients have had insurance questions and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not an insurance expert. Um, hey, I'm not a tax expert. I'm sorry, I can't answer that for you. So my knowledge was really limited to basic budgeting skills and a little bit of investing. And now it's going to be much more of a broad list of topics that I can um, help you guys with. So that's really exciting. Plus, my name will go into a database and it will help me reach more clients. And that's also very exciting. So what are the benefits of hiring a financial professional? And I get asked a lot, like, could this be done without a professional? Of course, it could be done without a professional. I'm not going to sit here, you know, and BS you and say like, oh, you could not do this without me. You could definitely do this without me or without another financial professional. How much longer would it take to do it on your own? That's, that's the question, right? <laughs> um, what would you be missing out on by not having a professional with experience on your side? You know, that's the difference. That's the difference. So yes, of course, there's a lot of this stuff that you could do by yourself, especially if your questions are very basic budgeting questions. Hey, spend less than you make, save money, pay off your debt, you know, pretty basic stuff. But my clients come to me when there's more than that, right? When there, when there's more than that. And, you know, it's really to get the experience. I can tell you, for one, I can tell you, first of all, you're not alone in anything that you've ever had a question about or experienced or that you feel even the slightest bit of shame about or guilt about. You're not alone because I can probably give you a handful of examples right off the top of my head of someone who's done the exact same thing that you're going through. Plus, I can share with you shortcuts. I can share with you helpful tips. I can share with you things that are going to make the process go faster. And I think the biggest thing is that I can hold you accountable. That is the biggest thing that I can tell my clients. You need an accountability buddy more than you need anything else. Have you been feeling like you need a little extra support on your budgeting journey? Well, that's exactly why I offer one-on-one 12-week coaching sessions. They are designed to give you fully personalized budgeting support. Together, we'll organize your bills, spending, debt, and savings goals, and I'll help you get a system in place that will set you up for financial success for years to come. I'll be there to hold you accountable, talk you through building new habits, and help you adopt a positive mindset towards your life. Visit a sunnysideuplife.com slash coaching to apply today to see if coaching is right for you. Now back to the episode. A lot of things you can Google. You can watch YouTube videos. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you and say that you can't. You can. The biggest thing that you pay for when you pay any kind of professional, this is way even outside, like you hire an electrician. Could you figure out how to wire your own lights up? Sure you could. YouTube exists. You hire a professional, there's not going to be any second guessing as it done correctly, and it's going to get done a whole lot faster, and it's going to be a lot smoother of a process, hopefully, <laughs> if you hire the right professional. The exact same is true when you hire a financial professional. I'm going to, I'm going to, for one, I'm going to take a lot of the workload off of you. I'm going to set up your worksheets for you. I'm going to answer all your questions. You're not going to have a whole bunch of question marks anymore. It's going to be a lot smoother of a process. It's going to be a lot faster. It's going to actually get done. I think that's the biggest thing. So if we go back to the metaphor of, you know, house projects, hiring a professional to replace a light for you to, you know, paint the house, whatever it is, it's going to actually get done. Because if you're anything like me with house projects, you're like, oh, one day, one day, one day. No, like hire a professional, get it done. Like your money is not something that you can really one day, one day, one day. It's not like painting a room, right? You'll be fine with whatever room, the with whatever color the room is painted. Your money, maybe a little bit more urgent. So like I was saying, you know, success that my clients have had, are my clients successful? If they put it in the work, of course, I can't make you do the work, but the ones that show up for the calls. So 
when we start, I start with my clients, we do 12 week session, we meet biweekly, which turns into seven calls, because you do the first initial setup call, you know, and then you do biweekly calls. So it's 12 weeks, but it actually is seven calls. And I'll tell them, the best thing to do is to schedule your calls on payday. Most people are paid biweekly, even if you're not, if you're paid weekly, okay, then every other payday. If you're paid monthly, okay, let's meet somewhere in the middle to kind of catch and clear things up. Either way, every two weeks is the best way to meet. So say you get paid every other Friday, put me on the calendar for every other Friday and let's meet as soon as you get paid. Let's put the money where it needs to go. Let's do the transfers right now. Let's pay that extra money to the credit card right now while we're on the Zoom call together. And then schedule your next call as soon as we hang up for two Fridays from now, right? The people who do that, the people who do their calls on payday, the people who hit transfer, transfer that money to savings, the pay people who hit pay on their credit card right then and there, the people who schedule the next call, who follow up, who don't procrastinate on the calls, those people every time see phenomenal success. And I can't make you do any of that. So to me, it's like schedule the call, show up for the call, actually transfer the money, actually pay the bills. That's the stuff I can't make you do. But everything else I can help you with. And if you do those things, you will be successful. You have to be consistent. So for me, it's like, please schedule the call. Please actually show up. I can help you do the rest. So that's it's kind of frustrating on my part when people don't. Um, but if you do that, you're going to be successful. So what causes people to not be successful? For one, procrastination, obviously not scheduling the calls, not hitting transfer, letting fear get in the way. There's a whole bunch of mental stuff that causes people to not do this. I'm not discrediting that at all. Um, so make sure that you are in the right headspace to be able to take on this project because it is a project and it is, you know, at least a three-month commitment. Some people do sign up for continuing past those original 12 weeks, which is great. Um, but when you sign up, like make sure that you have the mental capacity to take on a 12-week project because that's basically what it is. Um, so what causes people to not be successful is any of those mental blocks not really having the time or brain capacity to take on something else, not actually taking the action or holding themselves back, psyching themselves out, um, making themselves fail on purpose for all of the different psychological reasons that we do those kinds of things. Uh, you know, we don't have time to get into all of that, but there's a lot of reasons. Those are very valid reasons. But those reasons are all in which are all things that I can't do for you. But as far as like, hey, let's make a plan. Hey, let's get things organized. I can help you with that. And if you show up for the calls and you're in the right headspace, you're going to be successful with it. It's just really that simple. It's just taking action. And I'll be right there to hold your hand to help you take action. <laughs> so another question I had was, what are what is the ROI that some of your clients have seen after working with you? So I don't share specifics because, you know, that's part of the contract you sign is confidentiality. I don't tell everybody your business. I'm not going to get on Instagram and be like 15,000 people. Hey, you know, Amanda did this or Ashley did that or <laughs> I don't know why they're both A names. But yeah, anyway, I have had clients. Obviously, we build emergency funds. It's like one of the first things we're going to do. I'm going to make you have an emergency fund if you don't already have one. That's like Step number zero, <laughs> um, people have, clients have cash flowed vehicles. They've cash flowed vacations. Um, I've had a couple people sell their houses and become debt-free, pay off their consumer debt, get a cheaper house, um, live on family property, move in with, with family um, for short periods of time to kind of get caught up, different things like that. I've had a couple clients sign up for debt relief programs. Um, I just recently worked with National Debt Relief um, to have a, a sponsored reel to share more about their program. I've had clients that have went through them and helped them lighten their load month to month. So um, lower their monthly payments, which has been, you know, obviously you can just 
you could do a lot when you lower those monthly payments. They help you like settle your debt. That's a whole thing. It's awesome. Obviously, we knock out credit cards. We knock out debt. I've had some people, I've had a couple of clients have payday loans, have buy now, pay later, like a firm and different things like that. We, you know, those payday loans, you pay those off ASAP because the interest on those is insane. It makes credit cards look good. We get retirement accounts set up. We get people on track for retirement. We calculate your net worth. We figure out, are you on track for retirement? If you're not, what do you need to do to bridge the gap? How? What does that timeline look like? All these different things. We also work through mindset shifts. I help you gain the confidence to take on this new phase of life. Believe in yourself enough that you could actually do this. Believe that you are worthy of this. I've had a lot of clients that have either are going through or have already gone through a divorce. That's, you know, a huge life event. It takes a lot to rebuild from that, especially financially, especially mentally, emotionally, all of that stuff. So I've had a lot of clients that are divorced and, you know, go through all that. I have a lot of entrepreneurial clients and people with inconsistent incomes, which is a whole nother challenge. Uh, People who own their own businesses, who write their own paychecks, that's a whole nother challenge. So I work with a lot of clients like that, that they've seen a lot of success. It's once you like you take on your personal budget, it it directly coincides with your business budget. And so we end up working on the business budget as well, which I love. I've had people gain confidence and like go back to work, get a second job or, you know, a side hustle knowing that, hey, this money will actually be used intentionally for once in my life. I won't just be making more just to spend more. So that's really great. Um, I worked with a few clients that have been through bankruptcy and just rebuilding after bankruptcy, which is huge. And then not to discredit like the simple week to week budgeting wins, you know, coming under budget with their restaurant budget, um, being able to budget themselves in some guilt-free fun money, uh, that sigh of relief of just knowing where their money is going, knowing why you're working so hard, all of those just kind of things, being able to actually think about the future without getting overwhelmed. All of those count as wins, which are really hard to measure, like return on investment, like your ROI in was it worth it, right? So. How do you know when you need professional help? So you probably need to get professional help when you feel like you're just spinning your wheels and you're not making any real progress with your money. When you're someone who maybe has gone through a divorce, has gone through bankruptcy, um, has lost their job. Maybe you are an entrepreneur, self-employed. You work on commission-based. You have inconsistent income. Any of those things that add to the challenge, Um, different things like that. It's like, hey, this is not just the average, I can just Google and figure out how to set up a monthly budget. Like this is kind of a different circumstance. (laughs) This is not a one size fits all. I can definitely help you like that. Or, you know, that is definitely when you need to, you know, maybe bring in an expert or something when you kind of have a little more of a difficult case. Or when you're feeling really overwhelmed And you've been a really good rule of thumb is if you have been avoiding opening your bank app, if you cannot even log into your bank app or log into your credit card accounts, that that's a huge red flag, red flag. Like you probably need help. Like I will sit with you while you do it. (laughs) I will sit with you and talk you through as you add up your debt, as you log into those accounts that are like collecting dust that you don't remember the last time you checked on them. I will, you know, I'll sit with you through those, definitely. Or when you think about potentially making more money, like you're getting a raise or you're going to start a side hustle or you got a promotion or something like that. And you're like, well, I'll probably just waste that extra money too. Or like, what's the point? Or red flag, red flag. <laughs> let's let's set up a plan. Let's be intentional with that extra money. Let's not be working for no reason. Definitely um, signs that you need help. So any of these reasons, or honestly, if you're just like, hey, I just need to kind of offload some of this responsibility. Let's have Sammy help me, you know, great. I would love to help you. (laughs) 
So what makes my services different from other coaches or other CFPs? So first of all, let's talk about who I serve. I work with women, any season of life. I work with a lot of moms, mostly just because I'm a mom. So I think, you know, that is relatable. Like I totally, I get all the, all the mom struggles, but moms in different seasons of life. Um, I've had quite a few clients that want to become mothers, but aren't yet. I think that's, you know, really great. If you can kind of get ahead of the game in that situation, those of us who didn't start their budgeting journey until after they already had kids, like wish that they could kind of go back and like do it right financially from the get-go. So I'd love to help women that are like at the beginning of that family building process, do it right from the beginning. But any season of life, there's... um. There's all always work to be done in different seasons of life. So I've had some moms that have, you know, school-aged kids. I've had some that have grown kids. I have some that a little bit of both, right? But I also have worked with a few people that don't have kids. So that's not a requirement to be a client of mine. But I have figured out, especially women, um, that's just who I mesh with. That's just, you know, who I work well with. Um, also single and partnered people, you know, both I've had quite a few clients that have, like I said before, been through a divorce and I love to help single moms. I think because I feel like you need that accountability partner. You, you need that cheerleader person. And I feel like I'm, I'm great at that. I would love to be your accountability partner, <laughs> Um, and I feel like just kind of rebuilding and that maybe that's my feminist side coming out, but just to kind of rebuild and empower women when they've gone through sometimes some, one of the hardest things that they're ever going to go through in their lives. Um, I am also a LGBTQ ally. So if that's you, you are also welcome here. Um, also I find that I have, I attract a lot of folks like myself in a sense that we maybe grew up poor, grew up struggling. Um, a lot of first-generation college graduates, a lot of people who are on track to be first-generation millionaires. That's me also. So if that's you, you're in good company. <laughs> um, basically, any woman who wants to just sit down, um, talk about some money on a Zoom call while probably drinking coffee, maybe eating some lunch, nursing a baby or feeding a toddler just off camera. That happens quite a bit. You know, waving off a child to go play while you're trying to have 60 minutes to think and have time to yourself, which doesn't always happen. So if that's you, if you're like, no, I could never do a 60 minute call, like my kids would totally interrupt or I'd have to stop to feed the baby. You're also in good company because that's us. And I tell people all the time as a joke, like, if your kid doesn't interrupt, mine probably will. So you're in good company. Um, my kids love to come in and like have me open a Gatorade bottle, you know, or um, I've had to dress Barbies, you know, it happens when, you know, when those really tiny Legos get stuck together and you can't get them apart. I pull those apart a lot on, co on coaching calls, <laughs> things like that. So type my password in so they can download new games while I'm on calls. So if that's you, you're also in good company. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's my people. That's who I serve. If any of those descriptions resonated with you, um, I would love to talk to you more about coaching and get on a Zoom call with you and, you know, talk about money. And um, I think what, kind of sets me aside also is that, you know, you're not getting a stuffy guy in a suit. Like you're getting a girl who like literally right now I have no shoes on. I have a blanket on my lap, pigtails in my hair, recording this in a few minutes that I happen to be child free. I mean, that's me. So if that resonates with you, hey, you're my people. How long have I been doing this? That's a question I get um, also. Like, what are my credentials? Because obviously, you should vet the people that you work with. You shouldn't just blindly like, oh, this girl talks about money. Let's just follow her. No, like, what are... You should vet me. You should know what my credentials are and what my success rates are and all that kind of stuff, right? 
Um, so I started my business in 2016, but it actually really didn't start as a business, to be completely honest. A lot of people in the debt-free community, it started as sharing my journey and then grew into, hey, people are getting motivation from this. Let's start an email list. Um, then an email list started to, people are asking about how I do my budget. So let's create some worksheets. That turned into, let's create a course. That turned into, let's create a podcast. <laughs> that turned into, I think it could serve people better if I could talk to them one-on-one -on -one versus doing a course. So then my coaching grew and coaching turned out to be, you know, um, just my passion. Like one of the things that I feel like I was put on this earth to do. So here we are. So I started, my business started um, in 2016, and then I started coaching one-on-one -on -one in 2020. So I spent those four years in there kind of figuring out who I was and what my voice was and what exactly I wanted to do. Did I want to turn this into a business? You know, what, what was going on? And I currently have 50 past clients and some of these ladies are ladies that will still email me like once a year or twice a year and kind of just like do a refresher or, you know, send me a quick email question. Like not all of these are just like people that are completely done. There's some people that are kind of easing into working on their own. And currently I have 13 active clients. Like I said, I have eased off a lot <laughs> the past few months on taking clients because I am doing my class right now. But generally, before I started my class, like last year, I usually had 20 to 25 clients. Um, and some of those clients are clients that I meet with twice a month. And then I have a good bit, probably half that I meet with just once a month. Because the people that have kind of like graduated out of that 12-week program, and then after you get done with bi-weekly calls... If you want to continue to work together, we go to monthly. And then I have people after that that sometimes we'll just go to like as needed calls, which is kind of what we just, hey, holler at me if you want to do a call. You know, once a year, or usually around the beginning of the year, we'll do calls to freshen up or let me know, you know, if you change jobs or you get a big debt paid off. Hey, what's my next goal? Let's have a call. Let's, let's reevaluate and, you know, kind of catch up, talk on, talk about things. So it's not like a 12 weeks and then just buy, sink or swim. You know, <laughs> there are follow-up options of people that want to continue to work together and kind of ease into it, like kind of training wheels. You know, you're not completely on your own, but you know, teaching you how to do it, which is really the ultimate goal. I I feel like I am a, a teacher first and foremost. I want to teach you how to do it. I want to coach myself out of a job. That's always kind of my motivation. I want you to learn how to do it. And I've had several clients even, they're like, oh, I, you know, shared this with my sibling or my friend or my coworker or my my mother, my sister, whoever, and taught them how to budget as well. That's what I want. I want, you know, that trickle-down effect. And I want to teach you so you can go spread it and teach other people. You know, that's, that's the best. Um, which is, to my next bullet point, is why am I doing this? For that reason, is to help people... It's to, um, I heard once that your ideal client is who you were X number of years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And so I think back a lot to who I was in 2014, which I consider like my rock bottom year when we were flat broke, beyond broke, our credit cards were all maxed out, no savings, like literally as paycheck to paycheck as you can possibly get, sometimes not even, sometimes the bank account would be negative. Um, a couple of days before payday. That was our financial rock bottom. You know, three years behind on our property taxes, bill collectors calling, all the things. And I, I think back to who I was then. Why did I let myself stay at rock bottom for an entire year? I want to talk to her. You know, I want to talk to that girl. Um, that year, we just, we had two kids. I ended up getting pregnant with our third daughter at like the very beginning of our debt-free journey, like the second month. Like actually I was pregnant. I think when we first started, I just I didn't know I was pregnant yet. Like that's how it was real close. <laughs> um, so I want to talk to that girl, 
you know, I want to talk to the girl who maybe is struggling with postpartum depression, who maybe is pregnant with her third kid and scared to death. Like I can barely take care of the two I have. You know, I want to talk to that girl. I, I want to help that person who can't even think about five years from now because it's way too overwhelming to even think that far in the future. So that's why I do this. I want to help that girl. You know, I want to help that person that I used to be. I want to tell her what I wish someone would have told me. I want to give her the shortcut so it doesn't have to take her quite as many years. That's what I want to do, right? Um, I want to be that person that sits with her while she cries and adds up her debt because I sat there and cried and did it by myself alone in the middle of the night and and cried and was terrified and thought I could never get myself out of this hole. I want to sit there with you when you do that. I don't want you to have to do it alone. That's why I do this. And honestly, as cheesy as it sounds, I want to do something that I feel like actually makes the world a better place. You know, I feel like there's so many pointless jobs out there. Um, I don't want to waste my one life that I have doing that. Every day when I go to bed, I think that's one day down. Like, did you do something to make the world a better place today? Did you do something useful today? Um, you know, and of course, a lot of us, you know, we're like, well, we took, you know, we took care of our kids. We, we took care of our dog, you know, we took care of our partner, whatever, you know, of course, all that stuff too. But also I'm like, I want to leave my mark on the world. And so I feel like this is my way of doing it. This was what I was called to do. That's just a little backstory. <laughs> Um, okay. So you've hung on this long. You've listened to me ramble, me talk about myself, all the things. Now I'm going to share with you what I was, my, my teaser that I said, I'm going to give you free tangible steps, free advice. This is it. You've been waiting for it. Here we are. So first of all, before you do anything else, you have to figure out which format you're going to do your budget in. Um, if we work together in coaching, this is something that I can, we can trial and error. And it is something that sometimes we start with a digital worksheet through spreadsheets or something. Um, I sell my own, my version that have automations in them. They're amazing. They're only 20 bucks. Um, something that would take you a long time if you wanted to recreate on your own. Um, I've been working on these for several years, perfecting them and I'm constantly making updates. Anyway, they're 20 bucks. We'll link them in the show notes. We start with those. And mostly in coaching, we start with those because through Google Sheets, we can share them. And so you can see me typing. I can see you typing. We can share them. It's not like Excel where you have to save and then send the file. And then, you know, it's updated in real time. Um, so we always start with those with coaching just so we can both see each other working. But that doesn't work best for everyone. Some people do have a lot of success with the apps. YNAB, Every Dollar, um, Mint. There's, you know, there's some good ones. For me personally, I've never been able to customize an app the way that I really need it. And I hear that a lot from my clients also. If you have a very simple, straightforward budget, if you have like one source of income or, you know... Apps, an app might work for you. And that's really great. There are pros and cons. You know, an app, you can link it directly to your bank account so it can pull in your transactions and sort them for you. For me, I don't know if I'm too much of a control freak or it just isn't customizable enough, but I just, I don't like their pre-designated categories. I don't want them to put my restaurants into entertainment. I want them to be in restaurants. Like I want to call them what I want to call them. Um, so for me, the apps have just never worked, but they do work for some people. Also, just pen and paper. You can print out worksheets. You can you can print out my worksheets. You can get on Etsy and, and buy some. You can make your own and print it out. You can just get a notebook and write. Like that's how I started. I started with just a notebook and I would just do pen and paper and keep it in a, in a binder. And then it just kind of grew from there. And for some people, paper does work better because you can like leave it out on the counter. And some of my clients, like we do, we go to paper. I'll tell them like, okay, I put this in the worksheet, but go and write it down in your budget notebook. And sometimes keeping it open on the counter, you see it, it's in your way and you look at it every day, especially for folks that don't work on the computer. For me, I transitioned from 
handwritten to digital worksheets because I was on the computer every day working anyway. And it was just easier for me to pull it up. Plus I got all nerded out with the formulas and all that stuff. Um, and it was just more exciting for me, but there are pros and cons to all of them. So trial and error, if you're doing this on your own, um, or if you're working with a coach, like also trial and error, but they can help you get like more of a shortcut. You tell me like one thing and I'm like, yeah, paper would be better for you. (laughs) There's another benefit of working with a coach. The next thing you need to know is your budget period length. So I always say start on payday if possible. If you have more than one stream of income, a lot of times it's better to pick the one, the pay, the payday that's more frequent. So if one partner gets paid weekly and one gets paid bi-weekly, maybe do weekly budgets. Or if it's just, if there's so many streams of income, some I've had a couple of clients that have had like four or five between side hustles and maybe, um, you know, their teenage kid pays some bills. And so that's kind of, that is another stream of income. There, you know, there, there's so many like little random streams of income. Sometimes, sometimes it's better to just do a month and like just put them all in there. Sometimes it's better to do weekly and really space it out as much as you can. And honestly, there's not a one size fits all answer to this, which is again, that's trial and error. Like if a biweekly budget doesn't work for you, try weekly. If weekly doesn't work, try monthly. If monthly doesn't work, try weekly. You know, what whichever way, keep switching it up. Keep trying different things. Another benefit of working with a professional is that we can sometimes tell you from the get-go, hey, this will be the best. Almost always on the first call, I can tell you like, yep, that's the way you need to do it. Sometimes we'll try it. I'll be like this way or that way. And we'll try it one way. If it doesn't work, we'll switch it. And I'll also be the one that will plug in all your worksheets. Like, I don't want to go to all the trouble to change everything. No, I will sit here for an hour and change everything for you so you can have it the right way. So that's the second thing you need to know. Your budget period length. How long will those budget periods be? The third thing is income. So you need to know when your paydays are coming. You would be surprised. If it's like a lot of times, okay, some of the tricky ones where people are like, they think they know their paydays, but they actually don't. They'll say, well, the first and the 15th. I'm like, okay, well, what happens if that falls on a weekend? Oh, I don't know. So sometimes if it's like first and 15th, it falls on a weekend. Sometimes you'll get paid on Friday or other people you'll get paid on Monday. So check, you know, um, Some people, it's, there's just, it's all over the place of different streams of income. So make sure you know exactly when your paydays are. I write them out for the whole entire year. If it is like a first and 15th, but if it falls on a weekend, it's a Friday, you best believe I get the entire calendar out and I know every single payday for the whole entire year, mostly because that's what we're going to base our budget periods on. Okay. Also, an estimated amount about how much those paychecks are going to be. If you have variable income, give me a good guess. You've, you've got to know at least somewhere to start, a ballpark. Okay, you can always change it later. But don't tell me it's going to be 4000 when it's really 1000 You know, I need a good... <laughs> I need a good guess. If you really don't know, if you're a real estate agent, for example, that's a really good one where it could be zero and it could be like 70,000 in one month. That's a different story. Another reason why you might want to work with a professional because that's a big challenge, even for me, because that's, it's hard. The next thing you need to know is you need to know when your bills are due, what their descriptions are and how much they are. You need to know what bills are paid weekly, what bills are paid monthly, and tell me what, when they really are due. Okay. This is like, this sounds simple, but we are so conditioned to do a monthly budget that people will tell me, oh, therapy is a good one. They'll tell me, oh, I pay $200 a month in therapy. And then I go to plug it in there, but I'm like, okay, well, what day is it due? Well, it's every Monday. So you don't pay $200 a month. No, I actually pay $50 a week. Okay, $50 a week and $200 a month are different. Like, tell me how you actually pay it. 
when you actually pay it, what amount you actually do. You don't have to format it to a month, right? I think we're just very conditioned to do that. Also, if you have, there's a lot of irregular bills. So don't forget about quarterly bills. Don't forget about once a year annual bills. Don't forget about bills that are like, oh, well, when this runs out, then I have, you know, uh, propane. That's a good one. <laughs> Random, but that's a good one. It's a big expense, but it's probably not going to have an exact due date. Like you got to put all of that random stuff in there also. And then what I'll do is once I have those budget period links plugged in, say your budget is from, I don't know, January 1st to January 14th, because your paydays are like the 1st and the 15th. This is just off the top of my head. You get paid on January 1st. That income goes in there. Okay, what bills are due between January 1st and January 14th? Put all of those bills in there. I don't care if they're weekly. I don't care if they're monthly. Like, what are you actually going to pay out off of that paycheck, from that paycheck? Tell me that. Then next, tell me what spending you're going to need out of that paycheck. Like, what are you going to need for groceries, gas, restaurants, fun money, extras? You know, do the kids need to do anything? Or is somebody getting their hair cut? Does somebody have a chiropractor appointment? Do, is there like a one-off bill? You know, somebody had to randomly go to the doctor. What is going on? Does somebody have a birthday? Are you going on a date night? Like, tell me what is happening from January 1st to January 14th. Put it in there. Okay. Do you have money left over still? If you don't go back, you know, pull your spending back down. Can you pay a bill late? Can you bring in extra income? Like, what do we need to do to make that work? Because bills and spending, like, you got to do that, right? If there's money left over, okay, let's think about sinking funds. Like, do we need to prepare for a vacation? Do we need to set money aside for clothes, um, holidays, car maintenance, house maintenance, kids activity? Like, oh, the list of sinking funds. I have previous episodes about sinking funds. Search for them because sinking funds are a whole make or break of your budget. Okay. Is there anything else left? Okay. Let's think about our goals. Let's think about emergency fund. Let's think about paying off debt. Let's think about big savings goals, cash flowing things, retirement, investing, more sinking funds. Because obviously, can we get enough sinking funds? No, because we could always go on a better vacation. We could always buy more expensive clothes. We could always buy better Christmas presents. Like you can always increase your sinking funds um, uh, and adjust where you need. So that's where, you know, I could come in and look and say, mm, we need to tweak this a little bit. You're not hitting your emergency fund goals fast enough. Also, a lot of questions I get is like, okay, I want to do this, 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 this. How do I do it all? Okay, well, we weigh the options. We say, well, let's do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Okay, there's still some left. Let's do a little bit more of that first thing, <laughs> you know? And we kind of divvy up the money. And that is one of the pros of, you know, working with someone with experience is that I can come in with a non emotional view. Um, I can come in and to me, it's numbers. You know, it's not like all the emotion that comes with money. I can look at it with more of a clear perspective. I can look at it as an outside view of, uh, <laughs> hey, we might need to do it this way. And we adjust as needed. Also, it's not just to set it and forget it. It is a living document. So you have to continue to make adjustments as you go. Um, you have to continue to say, hey, life changed a little bit. This it, this needs to change a little bit because that's real life. So with the budgets, I like to plan out the entire year. So if I had a new client who came on right now in April, we would plan out all the way until December. When it gets closer to the end of the year, like, September, October, when I get new clients around that time of year, I will go into the following year and we'll at least do like at least six months. But I really, the best would be if you could plan a whole year because it just lets you zoom out. It just lets you see, hey, I'm going to be short this budget period, but I have extra the next one or, you know, and so I can hang on to some money or I, I need to, I'm going to have to pull from savings, but that's okay. Cause next paycheck, I can put it back and then I'll, and then I'll be ahead of the game. And then I'll go ahead and set money aside for the next time I'm going to be short. And you can just see 
you could just see it so much better. It really is like zoom, you just zoom out. Because once you get so in it, that week to week, it starts to just get very distorted and claustrophobic and, you know, so just zooming out is huge. That's a game changer for sure. And so you can just see everything a little bit better and you can make adjustments as you go. Anyway, so those were my free tips. I had to leave you with something other than just talking about myself and my, you know, all the things that I shared, but I hope that that was at least interesting and, and answered some questions that you guys have. I've really just been itching to share more about this with you guys. I, I love, you know, sharing with you guys. And I appreciate all of you who have been cheering me on as I've been studying and taking my tests. And I really like, it means so much to me for the DMs. And, you know, even if you just reply to stories, like just send a heart emoji, like it just means so much to me that you guys are cheering me on. Um, and I just, it makes me excited to share. And it's just a, it's a circle of, I learn so I can share with you. And, you know, we just keep the, keep the party going. Um, so if you want to learn more about my coaching services or my other resources, like my budgeting worksheets, everything is going to be linked in the show notes. But of course you can always go to my website, asunnysideuplife.com. Check me out on Instagram. If you don't already follow me there at a sunny side up life or all, you know, I share every single day with you guys, but I would love to have you in coaching. If you feel like some of the things that I talked about today resonated with you, go ahead, hop over to the website and apply. And, or if it's not the right time for you, Hey, you know, put it in the back of your mind. And when it is the right time, I would love to help you then. So I hope this episode was helpful to you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and leave a review. Five-star reviews are what help the podcast grow. Don't forget to check out the episode show notes for links to everything that we talked about today, as well as tons of free resources to help you on your financial independence journey, like my monthly newsletter, budgeting challenges, fun downloads, and more. Head over to asunnysideuplife.com to get started. And if you want to keep up with me in the day-to-day, don't forget to follow me on social media at a sunny side up life. Well, that's all for me this week. Bye guys.